You ready? Yep. How about you? Yep. Start it up. I mean, I asked you guys to look up that picture of a marine iguana. You look. You said you know what they what? look. Oh like. yeah, I know what they are. You know what they look like. I asked you two to look them up. So, my goodness, it's it's about how big? Girth. It's about how big? <laughs> if you if you include the tail, taller longer than me. Okay. the The reason I saw a picture in National Geographic, like photos of the week and things like that, and they had a picture of two marine iguanas that were admiring another one that was on the beach that was, like, petrified. It was dead. Oh. But it was, like, oh. cooked in the sun, and it was just, you Thanks. know, laying there, and these other two are just staring at it. So, anyway, that reminded me of a time I went golfing not far from where we are now, just down the road at what used to be Riverview Golf Course here, okay. here yeah. in uh, Loudoun. And... I was by myself, so, of course, this is... I'm going to get skeptics, but I swear... To everything holy, I saw saw one one of those on the golf course. When I saw a picture of it in National Geographic, I was like, finally, a picture of what I saw. Because after I saw it, I immediately started texting my brother, (laughs) and I started being like, I I don't know what what I saw. but Okay, so I'm coming around. I just teed off on, I think it was like the fourth or the fifth hole, and I get in my cart, and I'm driving down the cart path. And it's literally right next to the Tennessee River. So if you've ever come over that bridge right there, right before the Loudoun exit, if you look down to your right or your left, depending on which way you're going, if you're coming north, you look right. If you're going south, you look left. There's a golf course down there to your left. Yeah. It's literally right along the side of the river. Mm-hmm. I was by myself one day, and I swear to you, I'm coming down the cart path, and I see one of these. Well, I thought it was a dog. I honestly, when I was coming up on it, I saw something, but I thought it was a dog. And then when I got closer, I saw it whip and turn the other way. And that was when I saw the tail come behind it. And then it just dove down into the water. So um, I think it's hilarious because I was telling my brother, there's it's this old school golf okay, course. Okay, so could it be just a normal iguana that was a pet? Because they get big, too, and could have escaped. Some I might have let it go. That's what I've That's heard. a very reasonable reason for one to be down here. Correct. But- Correct. And it just, they keep growing until they die. Right. You know, so it's not like they can escort, of course, if they have that big of a environment, they can just keep growing and stuff. Anyway, yeah, that'd be cool. there's this group of four or five, six old men that sit around this card table and play dominoes and play cards and stuff up there. And I was telling my brother, I bet there's one of those six guys that's seen that thing. And none of the other five believe him. And he's like the crazy asshole of the group. And like, I'm the one person of this generation that's supposed to see this river monster. And now no one's going to believe me. It's like chicken little, like, the sky's falling. It made me so. want to go right into the clubhouse and announce to that table of guys like, I've seen him. <laughs> I, I swear to you, I, I've seen, I've seen him. So anyway, when I saw that picture, I was like, yeah, I want to bring that story up because they probably won't believe me. But I swear to you, this thing was like six or seven feet long. It was well, my goodness. It was it kind of intimidating. Now every time I well the golf course is closed now, but whenever I would go, I would always look around the water just for little signs and I swear to you I you would see worn paths of grass <laughs> leading to the water where you could tell that something coming and going from the water was mm. wearing the grass down. So I was like, okay, I I need, you know, 
a crocodile hunter to come in here. What and, if it was a gator? Or just get some <laughs> live action. Live action. Woo! <laughs> Jump in there and try to hand wrestle something. I got it. Yeah. So, but anyway, again, Man. saw those pictures. It was awesome. Um, anyway, how, how about this? Everybody, have you heard about the Bryce Harper and uh, Hunter Strickland fight? That happened on, was it on, it was on Memorial Day. Yes, it was Monday, and Bryce Harper, what happened was, so two years ago in the playoffs, 2012 playoffs, the Giants and the Nationals faced in the division series, yeah, NLDS. In the 2014 playoffs. And the Giants were a wild card team, so this was when Bryce Harper started becoming popular in baseball, he first came out, and he hit two home runs off Hunter Strickland. One. In in two at-bats. Yeah, two at-bats. One was like in the fourth inning, and he slowly trotted his base did the bat flip kent murphy bat flip man and so the second time he comes with the bat hits one again strickland throws one right down the middle and on his way from third he says oh, he said something bad yeah you don't doesn't matter what he said but he said something so the the point of it is it's 2014 was yeah. when this happened so it's is it both petty and impressive that somebody like Strickland would hold a grudge well, for over two what's years. What's the longest time you've held a grudge? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I can barely hold one for an hour. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm being honest, but Bryce Harper held one for that long. But the thing Strickland is... Strickland held the grudge is what happened. Strickland, I mean, what does Bryce Harper have a grudge for? He's faced the guy twice. He's homered off him twice. He gets up there on Monday, and then he takes a 98-mile-an-hour fastball off of his hip bone. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I'd have charged the mound, too. Yeah. I mean, I guess, if anything, I'm on Bryce Harper's side. I I think that he's yeah. sending a message to everybody saying, you throw at me, there's going to be a options. fight. Yeah. So, again, anybody that throws at him now is also sending a message, I'm ready to fight I'm you. I'm ready to fight you. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> you know... <laughs> I thought that was kind of, now there's all this, you know, people trying to get fighting out of, out of baseball and people starting to question, seriously question all these unwritten rules of baseball and how baseball governs itself. And I don't know, it's, it's not right to be throwing a 98 mile an hour fastball at somebody's head and somebody's ribs and things like that. No. It's always been a part of baseball. And why are we just now becoming soft to it? And like am why, I like am why? I an asshole for saying that we're coming becoming soft to it? Like I guess that's another viewpoint of it. Like instead of the punishment of being just take a base, like the pitcher can be ejected if it's obviously an intentional hit. Like, is that what you're meaning? Like, well, yeah, but baseball has all these unwritten rules of showmanship. You show us up, you're going to pay for it somewhere. Like that's where these this two year old grudge comes from. It's where the Rugnet Odor punch to yeah. Jose Bautista came from. I never realized what that was about, okay. honestly. But That's the, the way same that... thing. A, a held grudge in the playoffs where Jose Bautista flips a bat after, after they clouded the Rangers in the playoffs. But think about game. the way they enacted it, though, Malcolm. They played him in a three-game series. Mm-hmm. They didn't bring it up at all. Mm-mm. They waited until his final at bat in the eighth mm-hmm. inning to find their third game to do it, knowing that they weren't going to play the Blue Jays again, possibly until September. Yeah. So they they it was planned out, and for them to be so calculated about the way they're going <laughs> to plunk him, oh and then Odor knew, I'm sure months in advance, if he slides in cleats up, I'm swinging on him. Like I'm not even hesitating. <laughs> so and that's just one of the small examples of baseball and all these how they govern themselves. Never been a problem in the past. 
I have a good theory for that. Now all of a sudden it's a problem. Is it the wussification of America? Is that your theory? Honestly, I have no idea what you just said. But... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you do. So, recently, you know, everyone knows baseball is a dying sport. If I bring up baseball teams or anything about baseball, I feel like the majority of our... Really? I feel like majority it's of having viewers a res- don't really go on, no. but since no, fo- it's not. Since football has caught so much flack exactly. over the head injury stuff, like baseball has made a serious resurgence. All the it's- young talent in baseball, there's it's insane. The best players in baseball, the top ten of them are under twenty six, twenty seven years old. Yeah, right, right. That comes about is Mike Trout and Bryce Harper. Yeah, but okay. you said it's dying, so it's not dying. But well, go ahead, good. continue your point. So recently, like if I turn on ESPN first take popular talk shows it's you never hear really anything about baseball unless two things happen a pitcher throws at someone's head or a brawl breaks out that's a fair point only thing we hear about baseball or you know dingers <laughs> you know <laughs> dingers man somebody's hitting a bunch of dingers but yeah I, but now it's a simple fight i say simple it was a pretty pretty good brawl because all summer what do we hear about we hear about nba playoffs um Preseason for football starting. NASCAR, man. <laughs> now Je- Dale Jr.'s hanging it up. Probably not for long. How- but anyway, we can move on from the fight. But I-, I thought that it was interesting to talk just for a second about how baseball governs itself. And do you see that as a problem? All these – you slide in with your cleats up on my second baseman when there's a play at second. Right. You're- either you or one of your friends is going to get hit in the ribs. Or the back. Yeah, you play dirty, you get dirty back. So, is it wrong? I, don't, I mean, is it right for other people to is voice it, their opinions on it? Is it just understood in the game? Is that what you're meaning? Like, I guess the biggest problem people have is that a 98-mile-an-hour fastball to the temple could kill you. Yeah, that's why they wear helmets. Still, but, still I mean, lights out. You yeah. Do you get hit in the right spot? There's lights out for sure. Yeah, but these professional pitchers, they, if they want to hit you somewhere, they're going to hit you somewhere. Yeah, but it was so. Go watch the video of the Bryce Harper Hunter Strickland fight because Bryce Harper, Harper comes run. You can hear the ball hit his hip bone. Mm. Like it is, it sounds like a bunt. And he goes five is, feet up in the air. Is what it, it sounds like a bunt. And anyway, he chucks his uh, helmet down the first baseline. <laughs> it almost looks like it's a distraction, you know, <laughs> as he attacks Strickland, but it's it's a good one. Strickland immediately takes his glove off and he's like I'm ready for this. So, it's just one of those good old-fashioned slap fests. But anyway, Hayden, what about you? So, uh mine's not sports related. Everybody have you heard? Um, about the Juno spacecraft. So we've talked before, another have you heard about Cassini? Cassini, I have not heard about Juno. The baby casino. The ca- baby casino or the very delicate pasta dish. Yeah, <laughs> the, the Cassini. A Cassini! Um, so Juno, <laughs> Juno's a similar program to Cassini, um, except it's studying Jupiter instead of Saturn. I would have guessed that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so... Ju- it, the Juno mission, it's uh, basically it's going to pass do a, a similar process. It's going to s- orbit around Jupiter a whole bunch of times, actually like thirty eight times, um, and you know go around the moon, check out different things, just like Cassini did with Saturn. So, um, but it's already on its fifth pass um, around Jupiter, and it's already come up with a whole bunch of cool stuff that literally has changed. You know, rewrite the 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 history books on jupiter like oh really like what like anything about the storms and shit um so yeah kind of okay so so the first thing they 
because um, the red eye is what most people red right. Eye. And actually, that's coming. They're about the I forget how many passes away we are, but that's it. That's coming. They're gonna fly like super low over it, do a bunch of radar Man, and infrared pictures. scans of the big the red dot, and that's I can't wait to hear that. But I was going to talk about that in, but sorry. whatever. I'm so sorry. <laughs> spoiler. Uh, yeah, spoiler. I don't read notes. I'm sorry. I know you don't. You're just smart. It's okay. No. Um, so first thing they did in the, in one of the, in the fifth pass was they went around the poles. They went north to south on it. And so they looked at the North Pole and the South Pole, and they found storms even bigger than, not the red dot, but as far as the average size storm on Jupiter – they have ones on the poles that are 900 miles wide, like 10 times the size Holy shit. <laughs> of the Can biggest. You think of one of those, like, think about that on Earth, though. Oh just think God. about the, the most massive tornado that so, you've ever heard of, and it's like two miles wide. The one I've, yeah, wasn't that like the one in Alabama? It's a factor of 10 to the biggest storm. Oh, my goodness. On Earth. Gah. Um, we're not in Kansas and actually those storms get so tall like one of the things they measure was how tall out of into space that they go so like of course there's like the the atmosphere line around Jupiter and these go like 60 plus miles outside the atmosphere into space like they tower up so high and now picture that when you're flying in a plane traveling somewhere you can get above the storm right and you're traveling at like 30,000 feet right which is how many miles uh, like six miles. Six miles. Yeah. <laughs> six. Yeah. These six. are going sixty plus miles into the into space. Literally, like, like towering huge cyclones going sixty miles up into just space. to give. And, and I'm doing that. I'm interrupting you. I'm sorry to give no. frame of reference to the size of the oh, storm yeah. for people. Okay. It's massive. Yeah. Um, and they're like big, oval shaped, and odd. And they're like totally different than like the storms on Saturn. So it was just kind of a neat. Uh. Because the Saturns, but we talked about this before, the poles on Saturn are hexagons. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you brought that yeah. up. Yeah. Like, total phenomenon. Don't understand why, but they're hexagon storms. And these are oval, the ones that are on the poles of Jupiter. So, totally different. Oh. I was going to guess octagon. Do they have... <laughs> or heptagon. Do they have um, an indication, like they do with Saturn, that methane was one of the main... It's ammonia. Okay. Uh, Jupiter's atmosphere and all these storms are made up of um, ammonia. Um, and literally, it's just like on Earth. There's like, uh, you know, air currents that go all across Jupiter. Like, it's all swirling every which way. As it gets warmer, it rises. As it gets cooler, it falls. And that makes, of course, tornado-style cyclones, huge hurricane-style sure. storms. And that's literally what's going on. It's just like a constant rise and fall of ammonia. Um, making these just, you know, planet-sized storms That's all crazy. across the surface. Like, just on an astronomically large scale. So, is... I don't... I'm sorry if you said this already, but is Juno being controlled pretty much the same way Cassini was? Yeah, The yeah. gravity of the moons? Yeah, where it's just doing a bunch of orbits, whiplash, or doing uh, the gravitational slingshot around all the different bodies inside, you know, because Jupiter has, like, 67-plus moons. Like, they got a lot to look at for Jupiter. Um, but anyway, another cool thing was they discovered that the magnetic field for Jupiter was 10 times what they thought it was. As in math said it should be this much. And they got there and discovered that it was 10 times that of what it was supposed to be for its size. 
And what that means is now they're starting to think that Jupiter is not totally a gas giant, that it actually has quite the good size iron core on the inside, which is what gives it this astronomically larger magnetic field that we thought okay. that it didn't currently have. That would make sense. Um, yeah. Which is neat. You know, I think that's cool. Like it could be just, you know, a few miles deep of gas or something like that. You know, well, I don't know, maybe farther than that. And then be a just gigantic planet underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that's gotta be a theory. Well, I mean, from, they basically just, you know, it's, more evidence that Jupiter might be a big because it's considered core. a gas giant, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and actually, that, that's what they teach, in, at least that they and, taught me. And that Jupiters are actually, you know, if you were to use Jupiter as a descriptive word, like Jupiters are very common in everywhere. Like almost all stars have a Jupiter, as in like a giant gas giant that's about that's orbiting. Them. That's about mid distance to the, you know, of its total solar system. There's like always a gas giant, huh. very cool, a big one. Very it's cool. like a nat. It's just did like, you know that? I didn't. Me neither. It's the most common style of planet discovered. Could be because they're big, but they're also very common. That's what comes up a lot, right? Um, when they're doing their telescope finding of planets. Um, so they also, or oh, I already mentioned the fact that it's ammonia because you brought that up. But they used a bunch of um, microwave radars as they flew over to try and measure those storms. Um, and that's how they find out that it was actually made up of ammonia was what hmm. the storms are made of. So they're using microwave um, radar to figure that out. However you figure that out with microwave radar, that it's ammonia, but you can do that somehow. Now, can I ask you a question? Without yeah. hopefully not throwing you off. Okay. You told us this before. How far away is Mars from here? Is it just a few days, like a week? No. No, no, no. The moon is a few days. Okay. Uh, Mars is like three, three or four months if we're going real fast. Okay, okay. I was just curious in relation how far away Jupiter is from Saturn. Uh, it'd take us a few years to get to Jupiter. No, not from here, but from Jupiter to Saturn. Oh, it's actually really far. Uh, I'm pr- that's because that's what I thought I remembered was that as the further you get out, the more spaced. Yeah, out the they're definitely are. spaced out further than we are of the rocky inner planet. Right. The only reason I even bring that up is just the vast differences between Jupiter and Saturn mm-hmm. as being gas giants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're definitely uh, they're definitely different. That's what's cool is you'd think they'd be very similar, just like how you'd think Neptune and Uranus would be the same correct but they're correct. all different they're all made up of different things like it's just really neat that like you would think they'd be very similar but they are very different mm-hmm. um so Maybe i said the- sorry go ahead oh no so i saved the best part for last and this is what i think is the, just the coolest thing about it so um you guys all know what the aurora borealis or the northern lights are northern right? lights yes. yes okay do anybody know how they what, what makes them david you know I have no idea why what why that's happening okay so our atmosphere is obviously made up of certain elements you know nitrogen oxygen carbon dioxide think you know all the different mm-hmm. el- things that are elements and chemicals that are in our atmosphere gases um so those gases have a certain color that they refract when uh radiation from the sun and the magnetic field come together and ionize those those elements in the air. That's what you're seeing is that the color that's coming off of the sun's radiation hitting the magnetic field of the earth and causing ionization of those elements and it causes a color. And mostly green. Greens, right. blues, Blue, yeah. stuff like that. Because those are the colors 
on the on a spectral analysis that make up oxygen, nitrogen, stuff the most common things in our mm-hmm. air. Okay, makes sense, right? So J- Jupiter has the same phenomenon. Obviously, it has gases in its air. Like I said, a lot of ammonia, stuff like that. So check this. Same thing. They have an aurora borealis and northern lights that say if you were standing on Jupiter and look it up, you could see it, except that they're all red and green and yellow and, like, all these other colors because it's totally different elements, but it's the same phenomenon. Huh. It's super cool looking. But didn't you say that the phenomenon for us... Like, my brother lives in Alaska, and he's talked about the Northern Lights before. Yeah, Because you can see them in certain times of the year. Um, the phenomenon had something to do with the sun's radiation? Yeah, it's... it's so the it's, sun's radiation on Earth is vastly different from the sun's radiation on Jupiter. Right, but it's still getting there. It, solar winds still get all the way out. I mean, yeah. it gets there. But it's literally... It's the Earth's magnetic field deflecting that radiation, and as that radiation is coming in and hitting the atmosphere where the magnetic field's reflecting it, there's, I'm not a chemist or anything that, you know, I don't know the specifics, oh, yeah, you are. but there's <laughs> essentially what's happening is that radiation is causing an ionization of those gases and those, and it puts off a color and depending on the gas that is present, it's a different color. And so that's why ours are blue and green and you go to Jupiter and they're red and yellow and a um, little bit of green in there. Sure. So you're saying our Northern lights do the same thing on Jupiter right yeah jupiter has its own northern lights so there's no you guys know what that means right what does it mean aliens right. confirmed there's people yep. yeah aliens confirmed right now 100 percent. yeah well hey i i haven't done two things i haven't welcomed everyone to episode seven and mm-hmm. i have not introduced our new guest mr dave lopes david lopez friend colleague whatever you want to consider him david thank you for joining basically us. awesome well we're self-appointed. Yeah. Uh, we are definitely excited to have you in. Um, it's going to be fun. Smart dude. We're hoping for some, some lively back and forth. But anyway, here we go. How about you? All right. So everybody, have you heard about two different things? Well, okay. Yeah, two different things. But they're both short. So brace yourselves. First one I read happened the day after um, the Manchester bombing. These teachers brought two honor classes together, get this, in an elementary school. They bring two honor classes together, and the teachers decide to go through a list of superlatives. But these aren't just your ordinary superlatives. The ones they create, totally worse. One of them is most likely to cry at every little thing. Wait, okay. I've heard about this. Yeah, I'm not done. I'm not done. You (laughs) thought that was bad. You thought that was bad. Whoa, whoa, whoa. so much worse, so you have no idea. Most likely to become homeless. (laughs) But the worst one of all they um, awarded to this girl, 13 years of age, most likely to become a terrorist. Okay. I'm talking talking the day after Manchester. So where was this at? I didn't know about that. Where did you say uh, it was? I was gonna say you're over here <laughs> laughing, David. When I but, when I read the article, I didn't see name of the elementary school. I want to say it was in Texas, but it was in the United States. Yes, yes. Shit, America. Three <sighs> teachers. One of them reading them off. One of them reading them off and awarding them and handing these kids the notes for the superlatives, and then the other two laughing in the corner. What about were them. the obviously the teachers had to defend themselves. What what did they say? I didn't see anything about them defending themselves. Yeah. They just got punished by the school board. Maybe they had a lawyer that said, shut your mouth. You've already done enough damage. 
Wow. Are you kidding me? Th- think about think about Macy ten years from now, going to class and someone handing her some random superlative like that. Oh man! Like yeah, how, re- how much you, worse do they get? Do you have, what are some others? Like that, now that, you got the my... terrorist one was the worst one. Oh my god! You got me intrigued. That homeless know one. But must see, be I want to know. Though. I want to know what context it was. Like, was it? I'm the was teachers it a part are just of a, thinking end was of the year. What a joke! Like, was it part of because they were the only ones that laughed? All right, one more time. What grade? We're talking thirteen-year-olds, so eighth grade. Eighth yeah. grade. No freaking way. Jeez. As an end of the year joke. I mean, I I would literally uppercut somebody. Oh Man, I just thought that was interesting, but happened the day after news about bombings. So I remember my eighth why. grade teacher to this day. Yeah. I remember things that man said to me to this day. Yeah. You know, at least one of my favorite eighth grade teacher, anyway, because mm-hmm. I guess I had multiple ones. But, oh, yeah. yeah. I had a teacher that would give you this look. Like, my my eighth grade teacher, that is. Well, I, I went to this, like, mock high school kind of thing in middle school where you had the same teachers for three years, like, a, and it was block scheduling, like a high school. Mm-hmm. But sixth, seventh, and eighth were all. So I was in class with eighth graders and yeah. with seventh graders and sure, whatever. Sure, sure, sure. Same with mine. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, like you said, I had, but I had the same teacher for, like, in a row. And she had this look, like where she would, just, if you did something wrong, she would just give you this like beady eye, like soul sucking, <laughs> like just didn't matter if you had a smile or laughing, you were just every bit of happiness, like Death Eater style, got pulled out of you. <laughs> and and I, like I went back to see her, like after we graduated high school, like we went back to the middle school, and we were just like, give us the look, give us the look, give us the look, and she was just like. And gave it to him. It, it was still the same, and I was literally like, "Oh God!" Like, we oh, gotta, that's great. We gotta go. <laughs> so she knew what she was doing. Oh man, years. she just had this this look. Man, if you went to my middle school, you know what I'm talking about too. So I know there's somebody out there. <laughs> <laughs> somebody else that's having nightmares. I, I didn't have any problems with my eighth grade teachers. Actually, I had two. But they didn't ones, tell you that you were most likely to become a terrorist. <laughs> they never told me anything close. To oh that. God. goodness! Thank you gotta goodness. be kidding me, man. But everybody, have you heard about the Nashville Predators are now in the championship? We've been, talk- yeah. we've been talking about this for a while, so I thought I'd bring it up. But last um, night, ugh. man, well, they already lost five three in the first game. So if anyone knows about um, hockey in playoffs, it goes it's best of sorry, best of seven. It's but best you of seven. Oh yeah, four yeah. out of best four out of seven. Best four out of seven. But the news I want to talk to you about is the research I've done about this catfish throwing on ice thing. Okay. Some of you may have heard. Um, So I told you guys about how the Red Wings from Detroit used to do it or still do it with a squid or an octopus. And that started in about 1952. There was, I think, two or three different guys who threw an octopus onto the ice and happened that it was during their playoff run. And as soon as that happened, they swept the Toronto Maple Leafs, my favorite team. And then they ended up swe- um, sweeping the Montreal Canadiens to win the Stanley Cup. And since then, they've just been throwing. So, so now the, nuts. Sup- the superstition has remained. The superstition course. has remained. And so Nashville brought that into play in 2003. Someone just threw a catfish. So now that's their thing. It, obviously, they didn't win a Stanley Cup back then, but now they're doing it all the time, and to the point where 
they just re- they just recently did it at a Pittsburgh Penguins game um on away ice instead of home ice which I guess the guy you said Hayden was getting into a lot of trouble Oh now. my god I meant to look up what actual crimes he got charged with Yeah but they hit him with like four different things On oh, I don't remember was it episode 5 that we were talking about Craigslist catfish Chris yeah. in yeah. Nashville when I was in Nashville yeah, you were about, about, about the guy that. trying to get someone in Nashville to do it. Mm. Otherwise, he had to get a tattoo to throw a catfish on the ice. Well, somebody did it. Some of the, I mean, those Preds <laughs> fans, man, they're crazy. How about yeah. that? That's really cool. That's really awesome. So, yeah, they lost the game 5-3. That sucked. I mean, it really got the wind sucked out of them when that goal by Subban got disallowed. Yeah. For that. Right from the start. Uh, that man. offsides. That's, I mean, come That's on tough. with bang, bang. That's like going back and reviewing a blocker, a charge in a basketball game. I mean, give me a friggin' break. Yeah. You, that, I, but I get it. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm new to understanding hockey and the rules of challenges in hockey, but. To me, that seemed way too much like a bang-bang play to be able to go back and reverse it with <laughs> with that level of um, what you want to call quote-unquote evidence. Yeah. Okay, but, so I, I, real quick, I've found what he's getting charged with. Um, speaking of, also the catfish apparently was flayed open. And oh, perfect. So it, it's there's a picture here. It's kind of gnarly looking. Yeah. <laughs> see this. Like, That's yeah, awesome. Like it's, it's definitely a gutty. That's a lot of fish sticks right there. Yeah. But okay, so anyway, it, the crimes he was committing uh, – charged with disorderly conduct uh possessing instruments of crime a catfish is an instrument of crime and disrupting a meeting disrupting a meeting so that's what they called it that's interesting they just what can we charge him with maximum number of things we can charge him with for throwing a catfish apparently the dude could have basically cares less can we charge him with assault with a deadly weapon (laughs) (laughs) no apparently he's like not mad about it at all he's just like yeah Take me to jail. Of course I did not. it. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to get a GoFundMe now. Well, he probably, already, happen. he probably already has an agreement with somebody in <laughs> yeah. Nashville, like a radio station. Like, you do this, we got you, man. Yeah. We got you. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. And what's funny about this is, didn't the guy in Pittsburgh, before, because the first playoff started in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, it was last night. Yeah, yeah. game one was up there. So weren't they checking people's IDs? Like, if they were from a Tennessee resident, yes. they were not yeah, giving you a catfish? Any of the fish markets near there. If you were a Tennessee resident, they'd try and make sure they could keep you away from getting any fish. Sports are so amazing. <laughs> I love it. I love sports. <laughs> the fact that it makes people do that, things like that. You they know? do that. Actually, um, fun fact for you, in Tennessee, when the Blackhawks come to town and play Nashville Predators, they try and make sure anyone buying tickets for the game in Nashville is a Tennessee resident or does not have an Illinois um, ID. <laughs> make sure you're not from Illinois at all so that you can't come to the game. Nice. And so anyone from this So area. they like only let Predator fans come to yeah, the game? Yeah, they want to make sure real. there's no one from Chicago what? there. Keeping it real. That's awesome. I really wish San yeah. Diego did that. Like yeah. The Chargers. Yeah, that's what I had to say to that. <laughs> Good for them. Yeah, <laughs> Good for them. Good but, for yeah, them. if you – if you want to know what hockey playoffs are like, you need to go see the next game or watch it on TV. It's on Wednesday, I believe. And then the first one um, in Nashville will be Saturday night. Nice. So it'll be good stuff. So it'll be a long series. We're placing wagers, but it's going to be a good series. So here's a Me and Malcolm have a dinner on it. We'll go ahead and throw it out on the air. I have Preds in six, and he has Pens in six. 
So in he's six but, games. but I'm not saying I don't want the Predators to win. Listen, he said Penguins in six. But I did say uh, Penguins in six. Is what he said to me. If and you're I said a betting Preds, man. And I said Predators in six. Okay. I asked him if he wanted to wager I like uh, winning a, bet, so. a nice steak dinner on it. So, wait, I know you're, well done, you're steak, a gambling please. man. With do ketchup you, and cheese. You, <laughs> what are, like, the odds on this? Does anybody got well, – what are the Vegas odds right now? Uh, Pittsburgh, I believe, you had to – they were, like, one and a half to one favorites. Oh, so it's not even that – it's it's a pretty even – Yeah, league. hockey, hockey mm-hmm. and especially because it's a seven-game series. Yeah. And most series like this generally go six or seven games anyways. Um it's just kind of the way that hockey goes. It's a lot easier to win at home. At home, so yeah. So second follow up to that, do you guys know what like the like so in how many teams end up losing or slash or you could say winning if they lose or win the first game? Is there like a, a percentage? I, I on actually that? know that a whole lot better with basketball. Like in a playoff, if you lose the first game, what are your chances of winning? Oh, okay. There's more of bigger percentage if you go down two zero. Versus if you go if you lose the first game, yeah. like if you go down two zero, your chances of winning a basketball series are like seventy percent. That's why if you'll you see, if you go up two zero. That's right. why you'll see a lot of big statistics last year about all the teams that lost when they were up three one. That's mm-hmm. a big joke that we have, like the about losing, Super Bowl this losing three one, like or, the damn Warriors <laughs> last year to the Cavs. But, puke. Yeah. <laughs> they blew a 3-1 lead, right? But that kind of segues into yeah. this. How, how about this? Everybody, have you heard? That the NBA Finals also are starting this, this week. week. We had Stanley Cup Finals that started yesterday. Yeah. NBA Finals, round three, Cavs-Warriors. They're starting on Wednesday. I'm I'm excited for it because I want to see the Cavs lose. <laughs> I, I really actually like LeBron James. It's going to sound like I don't probably anytime we talk about basketball because I'm very much devil's advocate against him. Just as a pause, we need to get down the LeBron or Jordan debate one time. Not today. Not today. That's a segment in itself, but okay. That's got to happen one time. Yeah. Yeah, I'll make it quick. Oh, (laughs) you're not going to. I don't know. There's going to be a lot of people that probably aren't going to want to hear my opinion on it, but hey. Everybody's got one. Yeah, that's true. But hope maybe we have it after this finals. How about that? All right. We wait until this finals is concluded, and then we have that conversation. So it definitely adds data to the equation. Because, I mean, you got to give the man credit. LeBron James is absolutely I – mean, there's nobody that's been like him. Not even Michael Jordan has been like him. We can argue the difference between better, worse, whatever, better career. But no one's been like him. And he's been to seven straight NBA finals. So that's, this this man is doing things that haven't been done since before basketball got super competitive. Oh, I know. We're not going to do this right now. I could I already got the I can see the fire lit in Wade. But I'm a, just because I said it. But let me just say straight <laughs> up, I'm a Jordan dude. So okay, I'll, oh, okay, I'll, okay. I'll leave right. it. I'll leave it All at right, that. Then. I'm really looking forward to Kevin Durant um, playing with the Warriors and and kind of seeing how that dynamic works. Uh, the matchups that they're going to have between each other. Mm. The thing I hated most about last year's finals is, although the Warriors went up 3-1 and then blew it, all of the games were like 15, 20-point games. You know, whoever won each game blew the other team out. And the games weren't even fun to watch. Um, My wife and I will be gone to the beach, and it's actually one of my uh, most, uh, I guess, memorable times with my wife was when we were on our honeymoon and then another vacation, another vacation the years after where we were watching the NBA finals 
we actually went on vacation that's not time of the NBA Finals like every year, like three or four years in a row. One of the years was when Dirk Nowitzki beat LeBron mm. in the Finals and how awesome those games series. were. Um, another one was uh, the Spurs, Spurs and the Heat. Spurs and Heat. Oh, oh very God, good. when the Spurs just choked that one away. And very good. They had the trophy all but in their <laughs> locker room, and then Ray Allen hits that three to send it to overtime yeah. in game six. Um but anyway, I'm really, really, really looking forward to this series. Um, check it out. Hopefully, I'm not pushing you guys to something that's going to be, you know, want, you know, just. <laughs> but, uh, I hate basketball. So anyway, um, check it out. 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 Um, I, I really, I've, I want to know if. Everybody, have you heard that JFK, it had he been alive, would have turned a hundred yesterday? I saw that headline. Craziness, right? So, how many different directions can we go with the JFK topic? So you're saying, uh, had he not been assassinated and still been alive, he would have turned one hundred yesterday. Yeah, someone else would have killed him. Yeah, or he would have died of natural causes. Or I mean, hell, he had a, a laundry list of. And secondly, as a president, I don't think you can even live that long. Once you serve a term, it ages you. Quick. Oh, it probably takes at least twenty years off your life. Quick. I mean, yeah, because of the stress and so. stuff. But I mean, he grew up with a bunch of health problems. <clears throat> Excuse me, tons and tons of health problems. If you read up on. JFK, you'll know a lot of different things. I'm not going to talk really anything about his death or his presidency, but one thing I do want to mention, because it's it's a have you heard, there's a book that's coming out. Um, there was a CIA operative that actually was in the Cuban, he was a Cuban militant, right? Um, his name was, gosh, where is Anthony uh, Vicia? Vesia, I think, is is something like that. Anyway, he was a uh, uh, an operative undercover. He was Cuban, but he was working in uh, Fidel Castro's government, and then the CIA turned him to be, you know, an informant for them. Okay. Anyway, long time removed from that, he's written a, like a book, a tell-all book, and he's there's certain things that he hasn't released in the book for fear of being shot i'm sure right or something similar but one thing that he did mention was a relationship uh his handler was this guy named uh david atley phillips and david atley phillips was at least that's who he thinks his na real name was undercover name was maurice bishop and maurice bishop was seen meeting with lee harvey oswald mm. two months in dallas two months prior mm. to um, so I guess what that would have been September. They met in September of 1963 because he was shot in November of 1963. Um, yeah. With this guy Phillips, who's a CIA, a CIA department chief, like the head of the West, um, the West United States. Uh, anyway, meeting with Phillips and this guy who's a Cuban is claiming that he saw him meet with him was introduced to Lee Harvey Oswald by Phillips at a hotel in Dallas. Cool wow. thing. The cool thing about it is this in October of this year, all of the files over 600 pages of documents that were from Phillips from his time as a CIA operative are supposed to be released as unclassified unless President Donald Trump stops it. So, 
I'll be interesting. Stay tuned for that. It'll be very interesting to see if we get to find out some more information about the Kennedy stuff. One thing that my mom always told me when I was a kid and I started to really express interest in JFK and all the possible theories around his death and all that, which we'll go into possibly sometime down the road. But one thing that she always used to tell me was, Wade, 99, there's a law or some act in Congress that was stated something along the lines of 99 years after his death, they will release all of the classified documents that have to do with the case. Hmm. The reason that they chose that amount of time is because everyone related to the case will be long and gone and dead and no won't one be able be to affected. testify. No one will be able to corroborate any of the accounts in there. It will all be what people can read on paper. So the JFK... Um, Everything is so absolutely fascinating from the way that they changed the uh, American outlook on things, the way that uh, the American woman was changed by the way Jackie Kennedy portrayed herself and she redid Mm. the White House, the way that the um, working class American man was changed by the view of JFK versus all of the old grandpa looking presidents that we had had. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was like 39 when he was elected, something like that. So. Anyway, JFK is one of my favorite historical figures. I'm not going to say one of my favorite presidents, but the fact that he would have been 100 yesterday to me uh, made me at least want to bring it up. Then I read this following article about this <laughs> this Cuban dude that's you know going snitch on everybody, finally. Man, what if the CIA had everything to do with it? Man, just there's a lot of people that are like this Cuban guy that have accounts similar to this saying that there were the thing about kennedy is he was very much of one certain agenda when he got elected and then he started to really kind of change his ways so it made me just kind of think that maybe he was acting one way or pushing policies of one way to get elected and then he had power and he started to actually make decisions in a different way yeah and then he was shot before he could really enact civil rights and things like that so johnson took care of that for him but Anyway, I don't want to get too deep into Kennedy because it's it's Kennedy. You know, it's ours. Yeah. It's Camelot. I'll be curious what that does for Americans. Whether um, I'm we sure find you out see Kennedy and you see Kennedy different the way that I do. That yeah. was something else that was mentioned Probably in this a article. Bit, but I almost, I almost think a lot of millennials would see him the same. I, I mean, see. We, I see him as the moon. Yeah, I don't yeah. see him the same at all. We don't go to the moon because it's. Easy. Oh. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was we go to the good. moon because it's hard. Because it's hard. Ask not. Like, <laughs> when I think of JFK, I just think about the assassination. Because growing up in school, that's honestly all we've heard is about right. his assassination. So, right. our, us millennials or the older ones, or I guess I was born in '95. It was like the last year apparently to be a millennial. I really don't know nothing about JFK except hmm. he was assassinated. Right. And that's kind of my point is that my perception of him is different than my, I mean, I'm only a few years older than you, you know, <laughs> honestly. Apparently that was that's funny. Mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, then. So anyways, we'll move on from that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I got, I actually, I don't have anything else. That's all I got too for having you. Do you have anything? Lopes? I don't know. Come on, David, what you, you heard about? You stole the baseball topic from me. I didn't steal anything. He segued it for you. 
He did. He made it very easy. I put it up on a T um, for you to talk about. Started talking about dingers. Dingers. <laughs> I honestly want to go back to this Jupiter conversation. Okay. You said they got it totally wrong, right? Like that the not totally wrong, but they were just the S- if it was a only gas giant, they thought it would be smaller. They thought the gravity field would be smaller. But they got there and did an actual instrument measurement of it and were like, "Holy crap, it's and they actually discovered that it fluctuates. Apparently the sun's solar winds actually have push back on it and actually make it fluctuate in and out like very largely like where it goes like five times what we thought to ten times and back down dang i thought you were talking about like just the total size of it and i was going to say that really puts it in perspective that what else have they got wrong about our universe what other planets oh oh no i mean no they were just basically like you know the math says something that's this dense would be this have this big a gravitational field but it actually was much larger so it must be denser than we thought it's all math you got it's it math. i lost it's all man math. i i got c's and d's in math guys yeah no promises there man i'm like itching to go back to jfk but we won't well again we'll expand on that at a different time listen everybody we thanks for joining us for have you heard episode seven with dave lopes we're gonna hit uh him with story time on the next one we'll catch you guys later Hey everyone, thanks for listening. As always, we love to hear your feedback. Do us a favor and go to your Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and click that like and follow button for all your episode updates and releases. Like us at The Big Red Van Podcast on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Big Red Van Pod. And as always, you can just send us an old fashioned email at The Big Red Van Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and it means the world. Just share us with a friend.